All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. This is the How to Buy a Home podcast. I'm David Sedona, your How to Buy a Home guy. Thank you so much for coming back, especially after my last episode. It was a little bit of a manifesto, a little bit of a confessional. But now it's time to get back to giving you some tips, some tips on how to buy a home. I'm very uh, excited to bring all this information to you today. And I'll tell you what, we can start by ringing a bell. You know, like, you know, when you're in the bar and they jump up and someone gets a tip and they ring the bell for you. Woohoo! That's what we're doing because we got another first time buyer under our belts. Up to 77 first time buyers for David Sedoni and Associates Real Estate. And these guys are an inspirational story. If you're out there and you're thinking that you can't buy a home, let me tell you, these two gals had some rough childhoods without getting too deep into it. I can tell you there was a lot of time with no shoes, no new clothes. They picked themselves up by their bootstraps. I still don't know what the hell that means, but I guess I'll figure it out someday. And now we got them a gorgeous home and they are so happy. They are so inspirational and I want you to know you can do this. This podcast is really starting to make a, a good impression out there and I'm super stoked about that. Again, I'm from Southern California. I say stoked. Wicked for you guys in NoCal or no, hella cool for you guys in NoCal. Wicked for you guys in the East Coast. But look, I want to tell you what's going on. The podcast, we're only on episode number six, and we've already got three folks out of state that are being helped by the podcast and figuring out how to buy their first home. I got my friends in Hawaii, my buddy from high school and his lovely wife. I've got my buddy's little brother, one of my, another friend from high school, his little brother who I used to beat up mercilessly. I hit him real hard. Anyway, he is now 35 years old, paying a stupid amount in rent, heard some of the stuff that was going on, gave me a call, got him set up, got him a plan. But this, this is one of the reasons why we do this, why I'm so stoked about this. The podcast right now, thank you so much to those of you guys who are out there listening. There was a young guy in Atlanta. I say young because I'm 49, this dude's 24. His name's a boss and he is the boss. A boss, you're the boss. He's so awesome. He was cruising around, he's a salesperson, in his car, and was trying to figure out how the heck he could buy a home. Why? Because he actually moved to Atlanta, was there for a couple months, and was talking to realtors because he thought his rent was dumb and he wanted to buy a house. And you know what the realtor said? Yeah, come back when your lease is up, bro. Come back when you save some money. Come back when you figured out how to do this. That's what they said, for real. So a boss called me and... I gave him a few tips, gave him a plan, gave him a schedule, and the dude was serious. I knew it. The next day, I set him up with a few agents out there. He's interviewing three agents, and he's going to go through the process, and his parents are still renting, and he is so amped that he's going to be one of the people in his family who owns a home, and the dude's only 24, but he knows he can do it because he listened to the podcast. He actually Googled it because he was so frustrated with realtors. And he listened to a couple podcasts and it was people just trying to sell stuff, people not giving him the information that he needed. So eventually he finally found this one. And I'm honored and privileged and humbled to say that after listening to my manifesto podcast, which is hysterical, he said, well, at least I know this dude's telling the truth and went back and listened to the rest and called me directly for some tips. So that's an exciting, exciting success story. Before I get into how you can go out there and interview your agent, that's the whole deal that I'm trying to do today. I'm going to give you a few quick tips before we head along. I'm getting feedback. Thank you so much for everybody who's sent me a text or an email 
or left a comment below. I'm looking at the numbers. There's a lot of people that are down with the credit stuff. So I'm also doing interviews with people all across the country, people that I know. And here's some of the credit stories that we're hearing. If you are using your credit card as opposed to your debit card for the small things that you have in your life, your gas, your groceries, your things like that. I've had people that have been doing that and they do it over months and months and months and they're watching their scores already starting to pop up 10, 15, 20 points. I also got some feedback that NerdWallet is a great place to go get some good information as well as Bankrate. Bankrate.com is a great place to find the best credit card you can get. Remember, do what you can. Grow, grow, grow. Now, if you're a beginner out there, you can always listen to Dave Ramsey. For us old timers like me, we know all about Dave Ramsey. He's like Susie Orman without the ridiculous jackets. He's a great place to start. Now, if you're more serious, if you turned on this podcast today because you're like, all right, I'm ready to interview for realtors. We're ready to go. Let me tell you something I just got turned on to. This guy's name is Adam Carroll. He's the host of a podcast called Build a Bigger Life and also the host of a podcast called The Mastery Podcast. This is for advanced, serious folks who really want to take control of your life and take control of your finances. And I heard a podcast where he talked about bum, 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 student loans. It inspired me. And obviously, it's a hot topic of conversation. We're going to do another podcast on that. All right, before we're going to get to the interview tips, if you haven't listened to any of my other podcasts, you might not understand me and my mission. So you might be skeptical. That's cool. I get it. As a matter of fact, that's exactly why I'm doing this, because there's so much crappy information out there. You have a right to be skeptical. Well, that and the fact that I've still got a whole bunch of performing arts friends out there who think they can never buy a home, and I want them to know that they can. You know, there's lots of younger performers I know out there, people that I taught, people that were friends of mine. Some of you artists out there who are not so young, you know who you are. I know you listen. Look, can I remind you guys what happened to me in my 20s? I blew it. I spent $104,000 in rent, and that was the 90s. So that's like $200,000 in rent today. Take that plus the appreciation. I would have had five or $600,000 when I was 20 years old. Instead, I moved back home with nothing. So I woke up a few weeks ago and I said to myself, what's the best thing I can do with this 13 years of knowledge and expertise? Because chasing the dollar, that ain't working for me anymore. Well, I decided that I should try to become the dude that 21-year-old me needed immensely. So 49-year-old me has decided that I'll be happy spitting knowledge. Oh my God. You know what else 49-year-old me has decided? That this white dude from Orange County is never going to say spitting knowledge again. Look, no one is talking to you. No one's giving you the information. And the very few that they are, they're doing it locally. And they're doing it with the goal of you coming into their office to be their client. I'm starting a crusade to give away all this knowledge because it's just not out there for you. Because the industry is old and broken and they'll want to give it to you because they think it's a waste of time. They think that talking to first-time buyers before they're ready is not a good return on their investment. They don't think that you're worth it. So skeptics, it's time for me to get real. All right, look, as of today, I do not have the National David Sedoni, the How to Buy a Home Guy company. But yeah, that's a goal of mine. And eventually, cool, that'd be a great way for me to make money. But right now, that's not what's going on. I know some of you need this information right now. And if I don't get it to you, because I'm spending time trying to build up this national network, which I don't know how the hell I'm going to do it because nobody thinks this is a good idea because the industry's left behind, not because I'm stupid. Just wanted to clarify that. Well, I can't wait to do that because then I'm not being true to my mission. And my mission is to help you stop renting as soon as you can. And the only way I can do that is to give you this information ASAP. 
So today I'm going to tell you how to interview for an agent that has your best interest at heart. That's going to give you top-notch, blue ribbon, A-plus, super rad, badass service because you deserve it. And look, I might be able to help you a little bit because after years of being in the business, I've been working with other like-minded agents all across the country. I do know some of them and Canada as well, actually. See, I'm part of this real estate coaching group. It's business coaching. We all pay a lot of money so that somebody else, it's really funny. We're all adults and we all pay a lot of money to have a business coach tell us to do exactly what we already know to do. It does go a little deeper than that though. These top producing agents, we all think the same way. We're all trying to work by referral. We work relationally, not transactionally. That means that our clients, not just another number to us. See, the way it works is if the client likes us, the people in this like-minded mindset of working by referral, then your business grows. That means their whole business is about you. It's about the client. So if you're in Atlanta or Chicago or Buffalo, yeah, I might know an agent out there that I've met when I was traveling in the country, going to conferences and learning events. I can refer you to them. And when you buy a home, look, I'm going to be totally transparent. Yeah, the agent might give me, usually gives me a small referral fee as a thank you. I'm telling you this because that transparency is important. I want you guys to know that I'm legit and that I'm giving all of this away for free. And most of the time, there's very little compensation. If not, again, almost all the time, there's very little compensation. I just want to change the world. God, that sounded cheesy, but it's real. Look, this is it. It's not for profit at this time. I'm not going to get rich. And if you were going to get rich, the last thing you do is figure out how to work with the lowest end of the market and take a very small percentage of what they actually end up paying out for it. It's not a plug. This is a mission. I really did quit my broker and want to help people because I think it sucks. I want to give it away for free and I know that eventually things will come back. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I really have a secret. And I have a secret because the industry doesn't want to share it with you because they think it's too much work. And I know a lot of people who work real hard. I know a lot of people in education, cops, fire people, work real hard. And they don't make the money that the realtors make. So I know what hard work is. And trust me, working with a first-time buyer for a year or two or three, that's not hard work. That's enjoyment because you're helping someone fulfill their American dream. And you know what? I hope other agents listen to this. And I hope they steal all the questions I'm going to ask. And I hope they're ready. I hope they learn the same list that I give to you so they're ready to help you. The more people to help, the better. So in that spirit of giving up next, I'm going to give you the blueprint on how to interview the top agents and find the ones that think that you are worth it and they want to give you that bitchin' service that you deserve. SoCal in the house, what up? I'm going to hand you the playbook and I want you to use it. Go forth, take the playbook. You might find someone that you like better than a referral that I give you or more than likely, probably, you probably live in one of the hundreds and hundreds of places where I don't even know anybody. And that's cool. Take the playbook and do it yourself. This is for you. No strings attached. I'm here to help. I am excited about this and I'm in this for my own happiness. Giving this playbook out to you slowly, hopefully this is going to show the backwards industry what they need to do and realize that they've been left behind. They better take notice and they better change things because you informed consumers, you're going to pass them right by. That'll bring me happiness too. Not because I'm vindictive but because that means that people are getting the service they deserve. Renters are losing money every single day because realtors, a lot of them are so into the vanity and the greed. 
it keeps them from wanting to reach out to you the years before you want to buy a house, like my boy Abbas. They don't want to put in the hours, the time. So let's get ready to move on. And look, if you're a skeptic and you're still here and you still don't believe me, I don't know. First of all, seriously, dude, I want to talk to you because you are weird. <laughs> and I like you. I like that. That sounds fun. Message me. We should talk. I know if you've been looking for stuff, you might be tired looking on Google and YouTube, not getting your answered. And if you are finding people, you might be tired of getting sold instead of educated and informed. So let's fix that. I could find a 12-year-old online to show me how to resize my photos on my laptop with no hidden agenda, no sales pitch. But I can't find anyone to tell me how to start the process of buying a home so I could pay my rent. Seriously, that's right. I can't find anyone to help me buy a home so I can stop paying rent. Would have made that statement a lot more powerful. I was just thinking about the fact that any 12-year-old can help me do stuff. And my idiot son is over here waving at me because he's helping me with the camera. And it's true. There are 12-year-olds out there that are giving us stuff for free. So let's get this honest and real playbook to you without trying to sell you anything. Sometimes you think maybe you wish that 12-year-old who was out there not trying to sell you anything. Maybe you wish that he or she could be your realtor. Yeah, well, good news is in the state of California, most 12-year-olds can probably test the state licensing exam. It's that sad. Okay, so here we go. First, let's start by dispelling some of the myths about using a buyer's agent to represent you. These are the things you need to know moving forward when you are looking to interview someone, why and what you're looking for. Remember, buyer's agents are free. You get to pick them, so pick the best one. Myth number one, David, I want to use a listing agent because they're going to give me a big discount. Look, I'm going to talk a lot about discounts and it's going to sound like, again, I'm trying to sell. That's not it. I'm just telling you there is some real validity to you get what you pay for. But with a listing agent trying to get a discount, people only, and look, when I have listings, I have these guys, they call me directly and they ask for the discount. But you know what I tell them? Mm, you know what? I was hired by the seller and my job for the seller is to get them the most money. Then they go, okay, well, it's not the seller's money, it's your money. And I say, no, that's the seller's money because they offered to pay it to me and to another agent who is willing to bring in a strong offer. But the big thing is, the big deal about you going to a listing agent is that that listing agent was hired by the seller first. They signed a contract with the seller. So that means they have a fiduciary responsibility. Ooh, I said it. I said fiduciary responsibility. Makes me sound like one of those old dudes from Mary Poppins. Yeah, they've got a fiduciary responsibility to the seller first. So who do you think is going to get the best end of the deal when you're going through the negotiations for the appraisal, for the request for repairs, the inspections, for the initial negotiations, for any little things that pop up with the termite and anything else that happens throughout the contract? Who gets the best part of that deal? Bam, the seller, because they are the first responsibility of the agent. But David, man, they might kick me back five grand. And dude, I'm not rich. That could be the difference in me getting the house. Now, look, this is going to sound way out of touch. I've said this to clients before in the past, and I've kind of learned the hard way that I need to make sure that I say this correctly. In a real estate deal, a lot of times five grand is not that big a deal, depending on how big the numbers you're talking about, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollar house. I'm not saying that I or any other good real estate agent wants to leave five thousand dollars on the table, but if you think that that discount of five thousand dollars isn't something that the listing agent can figure out how to somehow get back either for himself or for the seller, it's nothing 
That five grand that you feel like you stuck in your pocket, that's nothing compared to the money you might lose in the many, many steps of negotiations within a real estate transaction. All right, you need more reasons not to go with a listing agent? How about this? Listing agents want to work in one area. They want to do what we call in real estate farming. That means they sow little seeds throughout the neighborhood and wait for them to grow into crops, also known as listings, homes for sale. By planting seeds, it means they drop those notepads on your front door and porch and those flyers all the time. It means that they will hold a community garage sale and that they're trying to farm. They're trying to get people to eventually go with them. Now, think about that. If their whole marketing strategy is to get as big a percentage as they can of these 200, 300, 400, 500 homes, if they sell the home for a low price, in other words, if they give the buyer a good deal, do you think that the neighbors are going to be excited about that and want to work with them? Or do you think that they're going to say, he sold Betty's house for what? She sold Johnny's house for what? Yeah, they're not going to be happy. Remember, the listing agent a lot of time is working in that neighborhood and the best thing they can do is sell that house for the highest price. Does that sound good to you, the buyer? Okay, myth number two, discount buyer agents. Okay, let's talk about this process. You might think, hey, any reasonably intelligent person can go online and find the right home for me with just a little research. So why not get a discount, right? I don't need to hire the best. I'll get some moron. They can do it. No big deal. Well, this is going to surprise you, but you're right. Well, partially right. Seriously, you are. I tell my buyers all the time that a junior high kid, once again, referring to my son, good guy, smart guy, but he could, with a decent computer, he can go online and find you the best value on paper. But I guess if it's on a computer, it's really on screen. Is that what you'd say? I don't know. You know, especially if you're looking for a condo, a townhome or a track home, basically at that point, right, you're comparing apples to apples, right? But finding that home a lot of times, especially in those similar style homes, that's really the easiest part of a realtor's job. If you fall into that apples to apples, easily comparable types of neighborhood and homes, it's not the hardest part of the job. But negotiating, presenting, and working through the intricacies and navigating throughout the entire real estate deal, that's where you can lose hundreds or thousands of dollars that you save with an agent offering you a discount, a kickback. That's where your realtor has to earn their money. Any discount you think you're getting, you're likely going to lose due to their lack of expertise in the actual transaction of the complete home purchase. Tens of thousands of dollars are at stake well beyond the day that you first decide to make an offer on the house and get that offer accepted. I've had clients that weren't thinking about moving. You know, they were not on our radar because they said, no, we're Dave, we're fine, no problem. And then suddenly they're daydreaming online and they're tooling around the real estate sites in their pajamas and then bam, they see the house that they pass on their run. That house, the dream house, the one with whatever. Or maybe it's that house they drive by. They kind of go out of their way on the way home from brunch on the weekends to look at it. And suddenly it comes up for sale. Well, because it's free to them and they can get an expert whose only goal is to helping them achieve their dreams. My goal is not trying to attract them to come work with me by offering a discount. My goal is not to attract them by having to offer a discount because I'm not very good at my job. No, they know to come to me because it's free to them. And I'm going to save them any discount they thought they could get by going to somebody else. Now, this is where we move into the Redfin model. For those of you who have not purchased a home or not gone through this process of purchasing a home, Redfin is a large website that they give a discount back. 
they give a kickback. I don't disparage anybody for looking for a deal. I don't think less of anyone or who's skeptical of my industry. You should. A lot of it sucks. You have legitimate concerns. There are massively overpaid realtors and agents and a lot of idiots out there because it's too damn easy and because there's not enough information so people aren't coming in armed. Some are inexperienced and not knowledgeable. Yeah, that's true. Some treat their clients like a number, not a transaction. Yep. Again, you are correct, sir. So moving along and they got a client. They're like, let's go. Let's go. Move along. Give me a sale. I just want to get paid. Unfortunately, that's a curse of a one-off business. You have to realize that. I always talk to my buyers. I'm like, you guys got to understand. I wish I could tell you this is the way all sellers act. And I wish I could tell you this is the way that everything works in real estate. But it's not a company. It's not Nordstrom selling bags. It's not Target selling blenders. It's not a shoe store selling shoes. It's one person and all their wacky personality and ideas. An agent, it's the same thing. It's one guy. Yeah, they might be part of a team. And yes, they're part of a larger brokerage. But still, a customer, if you as a consumer, as a client, if you have a bad experience, you can't go complain to the manager about your real estate agent. You can't go to corporate and write a letter and get it resolved. Sure, go write a bad Yelp review. That's about the best you can do. But even then, a lot of people go out and pick their agent emotionally and don't even do the research. So they're never going to see that review. Most of the time, I find buyers end up going with their gut. And unfortunately, that's not the best way to do it. So let's get into how and what you need to do. Okay? One more thing before we move off Redfin. Redfin is a bazillion dollar company that's spent a bazillion dollars on their website so they can compete with Zillow. And so now what they do is they actually offer to real estate agents and realtors, come work for us and you can just sit and the phone will ring because we have this bazillion dollar website. And again, the industry let them pass them by. So come here, come to the easy life. So the agents that you get there, a lot of them, they're just looking for the easy life. They're waiting for the phone to ring. They're not out there hustling. I've worked with a few good Redfin agents. I've worked with some that feel like somebody that doesn't have the hustle. And that person isn't going to go the extra mile to make sure that you are covered and that you get the most out of your transaction. Myth number three, finding a good agent in an open house. (sighs) Going to an open house, that's like walking into one shoe store, buying a shoe and leaving the mall. Going to an open house, that's like clicking on the ad at the top of Google. Seriously, anyone do that? Right. I was talking to my videographer, not my son, but somebody else. And he was like, dude, I don't even look at those anymore. Seriously, aren't your eyes trained? Well, tell yourself that every time you see one of those ads on Google, that that's like picking an agent that you just walk into an open house. Look, you guys shop smart. You use the Honey app to save a few bucks every time on Amazon. Do you? Please tell me you use the Honey app. It is sweet. It's easy. It's free. It's awesome. Look, you comb the web. You swore off going to Best Buy and any of the big box stores anymore. You're Amazon all the way. You find deals, you shop, you find bargains. Your cell phone plan is the bomb, baby. You got unlimited everything. So please, don't let your emotions get in the way when you're choosing a realtor. And know this, when you walk into an open house, a lot of times those are really new agents because national statistics from NAR show that open houses only sell about 4% of the homes to the buyers. Why is that? Well, that's because serious buyers have already found it online, right? They're not looking, driving around the neighborhood, hoping to see a sign. No, they're looking on their smartphone. They already know what houses are open. So the good agents don't go and stay there because they know that probably they're going to be people that come in with an agent. And if they do sit there 
and they're the listing agent, it's because of the, remember the farm stuff that we talked about? Yeah. They're just trying to look good for all the other people in the neighborhood, trying to look like they sell lots of great homes. A lot of times they'll say, isn't this home perfect for you? After you guys have had a really deep, intense 37 second conversation, how on earth can they know who the hell you are and what kind of home you want? Well, they can't, but they're going to think that they're going to help you. And they're probably going to say, wouldn't you like to buy this home? Now, why is that? Because it's their listing. And maybe they say, oh, I've got three or four other great homes coming on the market. What are the odds that their listings, just the ones that they're selling are the ones that are going to be the best homes for you? Probably about the same odds that that agent is going to be the best agent for you. All right, here we go to the nitty gritty. You ready? This is how you interview an agent. Things that you ask. First, who's going to be showing me the homes? And what is that person's experience? Is it going to be you? Who's going to be negotiating on my behalf? Who's going to be negotiating for the offer, for the appraisal, for the credits that we ask for? If there's a team or a mentor that's going to be helping you, if they say, well, I'm new, but I've got a mentor, or I've got the guy at the top of the team, cool. Is that person going to get in the car with us? Is that person going to go and visit all the homes? Is that person going to bring their expertise to explain everything that they know about the area? Next question you ask, how many first-time buyer transactions have you closed this year? How many have you closed last year? And how many have you closed in your lifetime? Remember, the average realtor only sells four to five homes a year. I've done 77 of them. I can tell you every single one's different. If they haven't done a few dozens, then they're going to be in trouble because every transaction is different. And they might not know what it's like. You might know what it's like to sell a home today, but you don't know what it's like to sell a home when the market flattens. You don't know what what it's like to sell or to help someone buy a home when the market changes. Next question, ask them to show you the reviews that they have. If they don't have any reviews, it's a good sign. No, sorry, that's a bad sign. That's a good sign for you to move on. Ask them, what is their follow-up calendar with you, the first-time buyer, after you close on the home? If they stare at you blankly, run fast. Basically, what you want to do is you just want to see, do these guys have systems in place? That question is a question I tell people to ask because it shows do they want to listen to you after the transaction? Or are they purely working with you just for that one deal? And this one's one of my favorites. Say, hey, you got your phone on you. Can I call some of your past clients? Try that one. This is a good one too. Do you have any educational information for other first-time buyers? Oh, and if you do, can you just text them to me right now or can you forward them to me right now? The reason why I say this is, seriously, I'm not doing this to be a jerk. I'm telling you this because you need to find someone who knows how to do that. If they don't have the information on them there or they can't text it or email it to you quickly, this is a technology-driven game. And if they don't have that information, it's because they haven't spent the time working on it and learning how to do it. You can ask them this, do you require a signed contract between us? Now, this might surprise you if they answer yes, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Just listen to how they answer it and listen to their reasons. If the reasons don't feel good to you, then they're just not quite polished on the script they learned last week when they were training. And then this one's interesting. Ask the realtor if they can email you the template that they use when they submit an offer on your behalf. And then be quiet. If they're silent on the other side, you maybe want to be concerned. Now, why is this? Well, because in the old days, the agents used to represent and they come in and they present the offers face-to-face. And then, of course, we started faxing them and now finally we're in email. Now, nowhere in the training or the testing or your license exam do you learn how to create the email 
But the email that you send to present the offer, a lot of times the listing agent is very busy. And that email, that is your one and only first impression that you can make to the sellers and to the listing agent. And who gets to present it? The buyer's agent. And if that buyer's agent doesn't have a template for it, doesn't know how to make it look clean and crisp and get the attention and make it look professional, how to add a story, how to add a photo, how to put everything together in one PDF so they don't send the listing agent an email with 75 attachments. Look, I used to teach the class on this to other agents. There's a list of about 50 things that they need to know how to do to make that look professional. So ask them to send them their template. Find someone with the time and the energy and the care and the concern for you. Look, I don't want you to run into the problems that I see. When my team lists homes, I see problems with other buyer's agents. I see the agents on the other end. A lot of times I tell my folks, look, this one's going to be fine. I know the other agent. I'm going to be running this whole show. He or she doesn't know what they're doing. Those are the questions that you need to do. Get out there, ask those questions. I'm going to try to put them down in the show notes. So hopefully it'll be easier for you because I went through them real fast. It's true. A lot of times these agents are massively overpaid. Sometimes they get lucky. They hold their first open house and someone walks in and the agent is trained to fake it till they make it. Man, I hate that. Be good at what you do, especially when you're holding the biggest financial decision of these people's lives in your hand. If that agent, if they haven't trained like a doctor, what gives them the right to think that they can take you and treat you like a guinea pig so they can learn how to do their job? So that you can be their training course, so that they can figure out all the ins and outs of this very complicated and very important to you, very difficult thing that happens in our lives. So you've got the right. Ask questions. Don't get comfy. Don't let the fact that you hit it off with them be the thing that makes you excited about working with them. You might have a good time driving around for a few Saturdays with them, but then you never know. Maybe they're inexperienced. That could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. Or even worse, it could lose you your dream house. So find out what are your agent's goals? All right. Are they looking to build a business and move up in price point? Do they want to be captain, super seller, Mr. Big Shot in the neighborhood? Or do they want to work with people like you and really help and develop a relationship? The industry's outdated. They believe that you're still going to come to them and that there's no sense in talking to you before the process starts. Well, you found me. And here I am talking to you before the process started. I decided that rather than have a goal to raise my average sales price, the homes that I sell, I'd rather raise the number of people I can help. Helping those people who are being overlooked. The goal is to build my business that builds people up and not builds my reputation or builds my sweet Instagram feed with all those pictures of me looking all fresh, sitting on a big old Bentley or sitting on a California backyard that overlooks the Pacific Ocean. Sure, that looks dope, but what good does that do to you, the first-time buyer? Right now, I really am looking to build a team, a nationwide network of realtors, and, and more importantly, I'm looking to build a nationwide network of educated and informed buyers. So take this information and use it. All right, last story. I heard a very smart guy say, look, I'm not smart. I'm just in a position that nobody can fire me. So he said that, And that guy runs a multi-million dollar, he runs many multi-million dollar companies that he grew through advertising on social media. And now he's the boss. But the cool thing is he knows he gets to follow his passion every single day and he knows how to tell his story. I'm not telling you this because I think I'm smarter than anyone else. If the real estate industry was a car company or a department store and I told the consumers they were getting overlooked and ignored, the company would fire me. 
they would say, that's not how we do it. I'm not saying everyone in the industry is doing it wrong or stuck in time in their old beliefs. I'm saying a lot of them are for reals. I'm not smart. I just listen to people smarter than me, like that guru. And I see there are so many people out there paying rent longer than they should have, not having this blueprint, losing out on the huge first step in their financial security. Let me say that again. Let me repeat that. Losing out on this huge first step in their financial security. This is the building block for your financial well-being. You're going to do it anyway. You're going to buy a house. It's not fair that no one tells you that you could have done it way earlier and saved your rent times 12. Once, twice, maybe three years earlier. 25, 50, $75,000 maybe you could have saved. I don't know why they don't, don't talk to you. I don't know if it's too difficult, if they're lazy or greedy. I don't know. But they're stuck in the past. And they don't know that you know how to work the system now and use it to your advantage. When there's enough of you out there that educated, then the industry out there that's lost its way, you're going to show them that you, the consumer, you now realize your own power and you demand more. So get out there, demand it, you'll prosper. And look, if I was the person to help you learn how to do that, awesome. Good things will come to me soon enough. But for now, giving always wins. Greed wins the sprint, but caring always wins the marathon. The real estate business, they don't see you ignore a group of people. And now you take this information and you're armed. Move forward. Use it. Find that perfect realtor. I want you to succeed. Grow the revolution. How do you do that? Help me out here. Share it with your friends. Seriously, review, rate, write a review. If you're listening to this podcast right now, go ahead, pause it, write a review right there. Press send. And most importantly, share it. Share it with people who need it. It's right there on whatever device you're listening to. Unless you're running and you're on the treadmill, please don't try to share it. If you break your leg, David Sedoni is not held liable for your hospital bills. And if you've got specific questions, go ahead, send it to me, davidsedoni.com. And you can find me on Instagram. It's another place I'm giving a lot of tips, at David Sedoni, S-I-D-O-N-I. That's my last name. Sounds like baloney, spelt S-I-D-O-N-I. There's tips there. We've also got a Facebook group called How to Buy a Home. How to Buy a Home. That's a group on Facebook. Uh, just hit me up on that. I'll send you an invite. It's a cool community with a lot of folks sharing stuff and asking each other's questions. And like I said, if you want to, this is March 2019. I don't know how big this is going to get over the next few years, but a boss just called me the other day and I called him and he's got a realtor and he's got a 10-month plan and he's going to buy a house and he's going to invite his parents who are still renting to the housewarming party. And a boss, I'll take you up on a dude. I'm coming to Atlanta. I can't wait to see you reach your American dream. That's exciting to me. So find it. Instagram at David Sedoni. How to buy a home on Facebook. Share this podcast. Write me a review. Share it, share it, share it. And if you need a referral, reach out to me directly. Everything's at davidsedoni.com. And if they can't find a referral for you, don't worry about it. You've got the tools. You can do it yourself. The best thing you can do for me is to share this information to other people. Give them the tools. I'm busting my butt to bring you more information. Give me a little bit of time. I got some video stuff happening. I'm super excited. Unless, of course, it's no longer March 2019. That means we're in the future. That's cool. I hope there's lots of neat new futuristic thing happening out there. And if that's the case, everything's up at davidsedoni.com. And I made some really awesome videos. I'm going to talk to you guys real soon. Take this playbook. Get out there. Stop renting early. It will save you so much money. And remember, you can do this.